and welcome to another All Japan Women Destiny podcast episode. I'm your host, JD. This is your spinoff from the Red Leaf Retrocast proper. We continue All Japan with episode 29, where most of the matches are a continuation and finishing up of a uh, Cork and Hall show from March 4th, 1989 which uh, saw the Calgary Typhoons and Crush Gals go to blows for the 3WA tag titles. That was in the last episode. This one features the Honey Wings going to strikes with Reibu Namada and Miori Kamiya. Uh, you will get to know Reibu Namada and our love for her shortly. Got the 3WA tag title contenders match on the line, where it's uh, the Marine Wolves and Fire Jets coming to blows. Uh, two tag teams they heavily pushed in the tag league. And now with the Crush Gals as champions. Uh, and with the anticipation of the Crush Gals retiring via the mandatory retirement rule. One would think the winner coming out of that match is destined for a major, major win and push uh, for years to come. That's uh, That's with Yumiko Hota leader of the Fire Jets, and Akira Hokuto. Not yet going by that name, but she's part of the Marine Wolves. We have Yumi Ogura's partner retiring via the rules. It's Miku Kamatsu, Mika Kamatsu. Uh, that's one of your first matches from April 27th, 89. And then, oh, look, spoiler. Marine Wolves take on the Crush Gals for the three WA tag titles in the main event of this Classics episode, Classic 29, uh, on that April 27th show. So there you go. I won't spoil the results, but uh, you will hear the original audio, and uh, the th- the thing I took most out of this episode uh, was how little you- we saw the Honey Wings tag team of Kaoru and uh, Takahashi uh, in these classics. And the other thing is, kind of underestimated the popularity of Hokuto and the Marine Wolves uh, despite that, it's kind of it's kind of like they were in the shadow of the Crush Gals until they're till they were over. And by the time that happened, so much of the audience was just crushed, <laughs> pun intended, that the Marine Wolves just weren't enough uh, for what was to come. If you like this episode, and what you hear, please consider signing up for the Patreon. Red Leaf Retrocast, where we do a lot more women's wrestling history. We've got the Joshi 2010s journey that's on any tier, where we cover the Joshi scene uh, coming out of the Dark Ages uh, into the modern era, which is uh, one of the reasons why we started it, uh, to do all the tape trading, because it's just a, a part of the scene that is important for historical context, a lot of fun, and doesn't have... A lot of coverage out there. So spreading the word. Also have our daily motion page, Red Leaf Retrocast, where we post a lot of uh, matches that are kind of the the must-watch or important ones. And also on the Patreon, Kay does his JD Star Reviews, a uh, promotion that (laughs) guaranteed no one's covered out there, at least in the audio form. And I do LLPW Reviews. So again... If you want more of this kind of content, uh, don't forget to check out the podcast proper, where we cover seven promotions each and every episode. 
uh, Stardom, Ice Ribbon, uh, to name a couple. A lot of pure promotions, AEW. All Japan Women Classics come out there first. Then later on here. And the Patreon. Hope you guys enjoy the original audio. Enjoy. All right, Kay. Yes. All Japan Women Classics, episode 29. All matches were from the Omiya Skate Center, April 27th, 1989, and then uh, March 4th, 1989. Uh, The March 4th uh, matches happened, um, the first two matches on the show, and then the April 27th matches happened on the second two matches. No, there was only three. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, was there? Wait. I have... Yeah, I think, the, I think the three were all the, um... One, the two, three... Crush four. There's four matches. There's four oh, matches. four? Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. Whew. Whew. All Japan Tag Championship on the line. Uh, Miori, Kamiya, and <laughs> my girl, my new favorite, Rebu Namada, taking on the youngsters of Kaurumeda and Mikia Takahashi. With their bright-ass ticket gear. It's just, it was like bright colors with the word tickets on it. I didn't, we, we didn't get to see what else it was saying on there, but it says tickets in big letters. That's all I took away from that. Very strange Speedo gear indeed. And this, I was very anticipating, I was heavily anticipating this match because Rebu Namada, the last time we saw her, she kicked the shit out of a young Manami Toyota. Oh, it hurt me so much. <laughs> and then we got like just this like five-minute kind of squash match where I believe uh, Kamiya and Amada just win. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. It just kind of like felt really short, almost like it didn't get going really. Yeah, couldn't even catch our breath, and before we knew it, it was over. So that was disappointing. Uh, but a match that wasn't disappointing was the ne- next one. That was uh, the Marine Wolves versus the Fire Jets. Ah, uh, yes, the Fire Jets. The Yumika Hota's team. Yumika Hota's team against Akira Hokuto's team. And I did listen back to this. Yes. And Uno... And Mika Suzuki are now known as Akira Hokuto and Manami Suzuka. So they have gone through the name change officially. Yes, that's good. We got we got the Hokuto finally. It, it, she is officially Hokuto and she is officially Suzuka uh, against Hota, uh, Hota and Nishiwaki. So these are your supposed four up and comers, along with uh, you know the Aja Kongs, Manami Toyotas, all kind of uh, coming in in 1991. Uh, well, Bull Nakano's from the from the kind of period in between generation. Sure, but she doesn't end up retiring because they get rid of the rule before she could, which is probably a smart idea. But... Right. Well, Bull Nakano is still your your top person uh, taking over from uh, the void left by uh, Dump Matsumoto. So she's already she's already kind of come into that role, but that's still a big role to fill. Uh, so your your people your your. Why this match is important, uh, this was the 3WA uh, number one contendership match for the titles, uh, was these are your four people that they're priming uh, to take over for the uh, Jumping Bomb Angels retiring, the Crush Gals retiring, uh, but that's a huge role to fill. Right, and I don't think these teams ever, or these wrestlers ever really lived up to that. Unfortunately, well, which I mean, pro- it's very big, very big shoes to fill, so. there, There is a problem with that, and we'll get to it. Uh, but this match was fun. Uh, we got to see uh, the Marine Wolves here, uh, Hokuto and Suzuka, uh, really showcase what they're made out of and uh, why 
All Japan women are holding them in high regard, and they do win this match, uh, that which gives them a title shot in the next month, which we saw on the show. Right. Uh, Hokuto, Akira Hokuto still looks as good as... Uh, I mean, she obviously gets better as she gets older, right? But she's... Yes. You can still see the potential in her more than, um, than Minami, that's for sure. Yeah, she is the, she is the more standout. And they, they were priming her uh, before making her uh, part of this tag team. They're priming her also for singles competition. And they're right. also doing that, coincidentally, on the Fire Jets, they're doing that more with Hota. Yeah, uh, I was about to say instead that. Instead of Nishiwaki. Uh, you can definitely see, uh, you know, it's that Lioness, Asuka, Chigusa, Nagayo kind of situation. You, you, right. you, you know who the bigger star is going to be, and then the other one is going to be the story of them meet, meeting up with their partner. They're doing the same thing. They didn't Don't do that with the jumping. They didn't do that with say Yamazaki of the jumping bomb angels, uh, because no. they were, they had a different role to play. Right. So, but the uh, difference is here is why is Asuka actually was able to meet that? Whereas, uh, was an Ishiwaki never does. And Minami Suzuki, I don't think ever does either. I get, I, I guess we'll see what happens with, uh, Minami Suzuka. Maybe she just keep. Right. Maybe she continues as a tag role. I know she sticks around for a while, so we'll, we'll definitely see the journey. I think it's safe to say she gets overshadowed by that that generation coming in into play in 1990. <laughs> oh yeah, no, definitely. But I think even Hokuto gets overshadowed too because she never won. Never wins the big one. So mm, I guess we'll see. And unfortunately, we get the Mika Kamatsu retirement match that follows here. It's Yumi Ogura versus Mika Kamatsu. This is the Calgary Typhoon send-off match. Uh, <laughs> this is where we notice horrible camera work. Oh, the whole show had it, really. Yeah, this April 27th, 1989 show was had atrocious camera work. Just incessant zooming. Uh, it was doing this weird thing where they would match the movement of the wrestler, which was very odd. Yeah, I didn't like it. It was very off-putting. Yeah, so instead, so let me let me try and paint a picture here. Imagine you have a camera guy. And the wrestler in the ring starts to move left. Okay, the camera will move left with the wrestler, and then let's say the wrestler grabs someone for a German suplex. The camera will then match the motion of the German happening. So you see this like U movement ha- happen, and it's it's very offsetting, uh, off-putting, as I should say. Right. It's also kind of maybe nauseous at times with certain moves yes. that they were doing it for. It was very not good. No bueno. Mm-hmm. Don't do it no more. Yeah, it didn't have the camera cuts, but it was just this motion of it all. It was very bad. So, uh, this had me thinking because the previous episode we didn't know we didn't know the Mika Kamatsu uh, retirement was just in the next show, right? Just a month later, right? Right. We didn't know that at all. And what we're seeing happen here uh, is we have the Jumping Bomb Angels retiring soon, at least a half of them, right? Right. Crush Gals killed him. Okay. Then we have the next show on this journey. Crush Gals against the uh, Calgary Typhoon. Uh, Calgary Typhoons crushed him. And now we have the Komatsu retirement show. And I think they're going to try to have Yumi Ogura go for a singles run of some kind uh, to get as much as they can out of her. Because right, but she's she retires retiring. next year. She, she retires in 1990. Mm-hmm. So, what we're seeing here is a pattern of Crush Gals are retiring. We're going to get as much as we can out of these other retirees. Big match, uh, uh, back to back to back to back. 
uh, for their last shows. They're getting as much money as they can for these last ones. Instead, what they probably should be doing is having these last matches put someone new over. Your Fire Jets, your Marine Wolves of the world. We're not seeing that. No, we're not. And it's very much a problem that they end up um, not really... It ends up biting them later, definitely, especially losing the talent that they lost. Right? The Jumping Bobby, which was very popular. Crush Gals were popular with a lot of the women in the attendance. So when they go, you lose like almost your entire women's audience. Right. And and this is the other thing. When I, when I was going on through this uh, early 80s to now journey, what we saw a lot of the times was they would take the title off of someone whom uh, was retiring in the next year or so. Devil Masami is probably the big name that comes to mind, right? Uh, Jag- when Jaguar Yokota was retiring, she was, you know, champion forever, and then it was Devil Masami's time. When Masami was kind of heading out, they kept her in the All-Pacific title, the white belt title, for quite a while, but she wasn't the main draw, right? That right. That's what led to the Linus, Asuka, and Crush Gals basically coming into, coming into the top draw. Changing of the guard, right, at the top. Right. Putting, pe- putting new people over, and we're not getting that here. Instead, it's very short-sighted getting uh, as much money as you can now instead of preparing for the future, which is what we saw in the early to mid-80s. See, I wonder if it's that they saw the writing on the wall. They saw that they didn't have anybody. Like, I think the Bull Nakano thing was them trying to get that level of popularity. Bull Nakano was popular, but she wasn't popular with the demographic they wanted her to be popular with, I think. But But that's really contrary to what they were doing before. If this was... Just a few re- few years prior, they would have had Bull Nakano beat Nagayo for the title because Nagayo's heading out. She could she could still have the tag titles or the All Pacific title, but they didn't do that. They kept the red belt on her. Well, I guess it's vac- it was vacated for a while there, uh, but it came down to the Crush Gals being numero uno, even in the tag right. team situation. It's based on it's the whole promotion's based on these two people. Right. And I think, again, um, like you, you pointed that out, that it's just that they don't hadn't been doing this prior. And I think, to me, it just comes off as they maybe either, either they knew that they weren't going to have anybody in that spot. And so they didn't bother, which is dumb anyways. But I think they wanted to cash in on the big money they're having now because they might not, they knew they weren't going to get it going forward. Yes. I mean, that's pretty obvious what they're doing here. We're seeing all, all these uh, last chance retirement books. That's what we're seeing. Right. Well, if you In, know the history about AJW, you know the guys that owned it were very terrible with their money. Yeah. So that could have easily been why they said, well, we're going to cash in everything because we're not going to get this sort of money going forward now. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And uh, Bolnacano is, we haven't seen her in months since she right. lost to Nagayo. Uh, you know, she's disappeared it's because they're just they're they're spending all this time with this last chance booking so uh yeah yumi ogura kamatsu it's a retirement match we've seen a million of them at this point unfortunately <laughs> right right uh, and then we got our three wa world tag titles crush gals versus marine wolves and um this was a good match it was quite something uh we saw nagayo possibly get concussed probably concussed Most after uh, suzuka <laughs> goes for a senton off the top and just lands Back first on Chigusa's face. She clearly gets knocked the fuck out. Uh, <laughs> they hit heads. Their heads hit each other. 
she had overshot her completely to where her head clipped uh, Chiguza's head. Yeah, so uh, Suzuka's out because the back of her head connects, so she probably has a concussion. So she goes off to the side, and Nagayo, being the tough Rambo son of a bitch she is, she stays <laughs> in the match, and she's just a wreck. And she finishes it, and poor, poor, poor Akira Hokuto here just has to take these just terrible shots and she gets pinned. Uh, but the match itself was basically German suplexes and sleeper holds over and over again. It was good, but to build an uh, entire match essentially around two moves was quite something. It was definitely something, but I think the wrong people went over as we have already talked about, because the Brain Wolves are the young up and coming team and you get the crush guys sort of beat them. Yeah, and we're only, I think, a month away from Nagaya retiring. The Marine Wolves should have absolutely uh, won this match. And what better way than playing off a real legit injury of Nagayo actually bitten, getting knocked out in the match. And then right. and then losing. That That's a real story to tell. Right. So that could, that, that could have gotten away with one on top of it. And you've crowned new tag team champions. By the way, those, those tag belts they got going on in AJW now are fucking slick awesome black metal AF title belts. Oh yeah. Another great, I, I think I've said it before, but the stardom belts are based sort of loosely off of them with sort of the, how heavy the, the front plate looks little crown on the star mm-hmm. and the stars lining up to the side of the belt, matching the small stars that lined up the side of their tag belts. Yeah. So that's an interesting note, but those belts look sick. I love them. They yeah, look good. N- yeah. If I'm not mistaken again, I believe Nagayo uh, retires a month or within two months of this match, and then Asuka retires within four months of this match, four or five. So they're both on their way out bad because of the 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 the, the twenty five year old limit rule where they have to retire at that time because clearly they're over the hill and need to marry and have children. <laughs> yes, because Nagaya was always going to marry and have kids. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no her. Her of all people was going to no. That obviously that didn't happen. Yeah. So. uh uh, good match. I, I I think in hindsight, uh, unless they were going to change the rule on the spot in 1989, which was clearly not going to happen. Marine Wolves should have won, put over the newbies. Uh, Akira Hokuto was their future. They were building her up. Uh, she is the number two being built up person in the promotion. And to her eat a pinfall like this um, didn't do her any favors. And there's no wonder no one can get behind these people because they're not building them up. They're building up to just get crushed by the gals <laughs> right right and it makes you really see why things didn't work out there's a reason forward. why so many people left and stopped watching uh yeah especially the women because like you didn't have anybody for them to attach themselves to post chigusa and that was very bad move you should because yeah. they had people on the roster like hota hota would have been perfect to fit that role right yeah she has the very yes. the very the very tomboyish look to her very rough and tumble very chigusa like esque right and you could have had chigusa put her over and that would have probably worked but nope and they did this move with Bull Nakano taking over from Dump very well. I thought that was very well done. Uh, they're even kind of booking her the same way, where she doesn't quite win the big one, but she's always in, in as a threat. Right. Clearly, I mean, there wasn't any other any other uh, wrestlers of that level, and Bull Nakano was on her own, so she probably should have won the title. Uh, right. Uh, we'll see some... something interesting with the with the next running up the stars, right? With Manami and Aja and Bull, we'll see something very interesting about how they got to where they got, right? Yeah, so our next classic episode is episode thirty, and that's kind of a uh, like an anniversary show that they did. So we'll be uh, we'll be watching kind of the first three matches from there, which takes place in the seventies and early eighties before these this uh, 
this classic episode really started, so we'll we'll get to see uh, the beauty pair, for example. That's going to be fun. Oh, I'm so excited. 